I have a love-hate relationship with the month of February. Uh, it's mostly hate, actually. There's not a lot of love. Um, the Chicago midwinter is the love part. Like, honest to God, ever since I was in, well, since before I was even in college, Chicago midwinter had great meaning to me because I didn't realize that it did. So when I was a kid, like, I remember junior high and high school particularly, but junior high, uh, my my dad, who was a dentist, would always go and, and uh, do the Chicago midwinter with his buddies. And so he'd bring my mom and my sister and I with him and uh i remember several times we rode the train from i think lansing to chicago which is really cool because i mean we're not really train people we don't michigan doesn't have a bunch of train routes you can you can uh, ride on so it was very cool taking the train to chicago was neat um a little silly <laughs> because what i remember is the train was cool a lot of stops there's a lot of stops along the way like you never go for more than about 15 minutes without stopping um so and I was before the internet, so I, I can only imagine I was pretty bored. But anyhow, so we would go to Chicago, and my mom would take my sister and I shopping and out to lunch at cool places. And I don't remember actually, like, eating out in Chicago when I was a kid like I do now. I mean, like, I'm sort of obsessed with where we're going to eat when I go there. But so I I remember when I was, like, in eighth grade, the coolest thing ever, right? We went to this place called Shutterbug. And it was in the water tower place. It was like seventh floor of the water tower place, which is this this kind of gigantic mall in the middle of downtown Chicago. If you've never been there, it's kind of amazing. I've been in there since. It is less magical to me now than it was then. But Shutterbug was basically this like high-end electronics store in downtown Chicago. I'm sure they, were, they weren't probably charging full price for everything. But I remember, I'll never forget it, I remember this Walkman. It was it was not a Sony actually it was it was an off brand Walkman it was the highest tech thing I had ever seen in my entire life it was an Iowa if you ever heard of the brand Iowa A I W A and I we skied a lot when I was a kid and Iowa had this Walkman that had it was just shiny and beautiful had all the gadgets you could skip a song on a on an actual cassette tape and for for you millennials that's that's the thing that we used to listen to music on but the best part about it. This is the best part by far. I've never seen anything like it before. It had a remote control that it was like a wired remote control that you could wear outside your clothes or whatever. Like you could have your you could have your your Walkman like in your coat pocket, like when you're skiing. But you could have a remote control on your collar or on your sleeve or whatever, so you could run your tunes from this remote control. Oh, it's the coolest thing ever. And I think it was it was exorbitant. Whatever however much it cost, it was ridiculously expensive at the time. Uh and like I begged and pleaded and they ended up getting it for me. And I'm sure I broke it in like three weeks. But uh I remember <laughs> that's what I remember about the Chicago Midwinter when I was a kid. So but the Midwinter has always been kind of magical. Like pre internet times. I know that's hard for people to believe, but I've been going to the the Midwinter since before the internet was a big thing. Um the internet was a thing, but it wasn't like where you would go and you could research new products basically any way you wanted to online, whether you went to the company's website or you went to a Facebook page and asked people about it. But basically now you can know so much more about what you're looking at when you go to Chicago prior to going there or shoot, even looking up on your phone while you're standing there, right? Like you can just get so much more information. It didn't used to be like that. You used to go and every new bell and whistle, unless you had seen a brochure come across your desk, 
everything was new and exciting. And I, and I bought a lot of stupid stuff that I didn't need because I was young and I was dumb. But like there'd be stuff showing up for weeks after the midwinter that I'd forgotten I'd even bought because it was just like so overwhelming. And um, in some ways, and there there's classes there are, you could take just about anyone you ever wanted to hear talk. You could, you could listen to them there. So it was pretty magical, you know. It's, it's a, it was definitely a highlight. But I guess the other, the part I, that's the love part. <laughs> I like going to the midwinter, and um, uh, the the worst part about the midwinter is the weather because in Chicago it could be it could be sixty and rainy. It's not sixty and sunny hardly ever, but it could be sixty and rainy or or forty five and rainy. It could be five below and you know snowing and wind chill and all. It could be that too. I, I've seen it all different ways, but. So <laughs> it's no nicer in Chicago in February than it is where I live in Michigan. So, you know, let's be honest. If there was a midwinter that I really wanted to go, it would be one that had some sun, but that's that's not the point of it apparently. I'm sure the hotels are cheaper in the middle of February. So that's that's like the upside. And and as an aside, Jason and I are both going to be there uh, at the midwinter like pretty much the whole time actually. Or, or between midwinter and lab day, we're going to be there. We have uh, we have a lot a lot going on at the midwinter. We got a lot of meetings we're supposed to to have and all. It's, it's which is fun. But so I'm going to have a good time midwinter. But the the lousy deal about February is just how how dark it is and how cold it is in Michigan. And the reality is that what I mean it's end of December when the days start getting longer. So February is not the the darkest. It's you know it's getting lighter. But I, I think what it is is just the dark has worn on me enough that February starts to be annoying. Like, you can, you know, enjoy the magic of winter during Christmas time. And, you know, depending on the weather, January can be okay, even though it's dark. By the time you reach February in Michigan, you're kind of done with the cold and the dark. And so <laughs> that's where I am right now. And the older I get, the worse it gets, it seems like. Like, it's no mystery that my podcasting gear, at least for the moment, is in my basement and my basement is unfinished. Uh, it's gotta be 50 degrees down here. It's really cold. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably like five degrees outside or something right now, but it is really cold. I'm literally sitting here in front of my computer, in front of my microphone, wearing my snow pants because it's so cold. <laughs> so February is, is soul crushing and it is dark. I, I, you know, it's, it's five o'clock in the morning, so I get it. It's supposed to be dark, but and actually, I noticed on my way into work yesterday that it was starting to be light before I got to work, which which borders on miraculous. But um, the midwinter is always nice because you can tell you're almost done with February. It's always in the end of the end of February, so you're almost done with February. But February has always been the huge slog for me. I'm not exactly sure why, except that that you know, just I think maybe I've just reached my my maximum of of cold and dark. So. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm actually doing okay with it, but it is sort of. I I, I suspect February, like in in say Arizona <laughs> or February in Florida, is is not as unpleasant. Like, um, it was it was cold in Scottsdale in the morning for Voice of Dentistry, but like by cold it was like 40 degrees, and by 10:30 it was 65 or 70. So not not quite the same as here in Michigan. And uh, February has brought us like crazy snow over the last few days. But it actually brought us also like crazy thawing temperatures. Actually, I mean, we've had a thaw where we had like no snow for a little while. Like we lost all our snow at one point. It's looking like that in the next couple of days. I think uh, 
in Wednesday and Thursday this week, it's looking to be over 40 degrees, 45 degrees and in, in rainy on Thursday. So we're going to have, you know, seven inches of snow that melts into slush. So that's, that's also a February thing in Michigan. Like I'll bet if we were in like the upper peninsula or Northern Minnesota, it never really gets warm enough to lose all your snow, but we're there, <laughs> we're there. We're going to lose our snow. So that's my beef against February. And uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if you share it or not, but I have other thoughts too. So let's get going on this thing. Alan Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome back. So here's the deal. Um, I have some things I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I have not actually like gone over the whole Voices of Dentistry thing. I didn't do a wrap-up like I said I was going to, so I'm going to do that. Um, the last couple weeks, I've uh, played interviews that I did while I was actually at the Voices of Dentistry. Uh, we had an interview with Dr. Stephanie Zeller, and uh, that was one that we actually did on stage. That was my presentation each of the each of the the hosts you know did a presentation or two um during the meeting and that was my presentation so i really enjoyed that i hope you like that um Stephanie's great she's like i i feel fortunate to have gotten a chance to know her on her way up because she's going to be like the biggest thing in dentistry there's no doubt in my mind she's she's poised to be the next big thing so it's kind of cool to know her on the way up and then also I got a chance to talk with a classmate of mine from dental school, Dr. Josh Brower. That was last week. So we I enjoyed that like crazy. But I never really did do a wrap-up, and so I thought I would do that. It's, it's funny because it's been a couple of weeks, not quite as fresh in my mind, but um, it's a great meeting. If you missed the voice of dentistry, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. We tried to get you there as hard as we could, and you ought not miss it next year because it was amazing. The The venue was amazing. The meeting was amazing. The people were amazing. So fun to see everyone. Uh, but I, I have some thoughts about the meeting that I, I thought I'd share with you. First off, uh, we are doing it again. 2019, we are doing the Voice of Dentistry. I want you to mark your calendars now. Mark your calendars for January 25th and 26th, 20, 2019. Same place, Scottsdale, Arizona. So we've already got that part out of the way. Uh, we're probably five months ahead of ourselves <laughs> now uh, be, just because we have a place that we're doing it. Literally, we... It, proof of concept was was the first one, and proof that it was worth doing again was the second one for sure. So it's really great that we've got the place uh, hammered down and very excited for it. I, I thought the venue was great. Interestingly, we got feedback, and what happens is you give dentists a chance to criticize other dentists for stuff or other people for stuff, and they do. And do I sound a little bitter about the – yes, I do. Uh, I, I felt like it was a – bordering on perfect meeting but you give people a chance to criticize it and and you know they're going to do it because you asked them to criticize it so that's fine a lot of people didn't like the venue i was shocked uh it is very spread out i'll say that it's 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 a resort though i mean that was kind of the deal there's two pools and it's 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 scottsdale it's how the resorts are uh so if you hated the venue sorry we're having it again so suck it up cupcake it's totally worth it anyhow if you didn't like the venue how can you not like scottsdale uh, it was really it was really good um it was for me. It was like a wedding, kind of. I, I've said this multiple times, but like, <clears throat> and by wedding, I mean like my wedding, where I felt like all these people came to honor 
honor me at a wedding and I didn't get a chance to talk to everyone. It was sort of like that. I felt like there were so many people I wanted to talk to and I didn't necessarily get a chance to. I couldn't like walk across the room without running into four people that I wanted to talk to for a while. It was really difficult because like it was so it was so fun. It was great. It was great to see everyone and I wanted to talk with everyone. I didn't get a chance probably to, to talk as in depth as I would have liked. Um but it was it was so cool to see everyone. Like rocking into a room and you pretty much know almost everyone. If you don't, they introduce yourself and explain where they're coming from. It was a blast. Seeing all those podcasters was amazing. You know, it's like these are people that I listen to year round in my ears. I get to know them. I get to know who they are from their podcast. Then I get to meet them in person. And it's funny because I like them even more in person. Like some of the stuff that you listen to on a podcast, you can't, you can't, you can't see like the way their face twitches or, or the, or the sarcastic smirk they have if they're saying something funny, like you, you, you don't, I think, I think meeting them in person is that much better because you can get a better understanding of who they are. Very, very cool stuff that way. I I really enjoyed meeting a lot of people I haven't met before. Quite a few people we've had on the show never met, you know, in person. That was really cool. Um, we had, uh, we had, the venue was really interesting. It had two um, presentation areas. There's the the main room had a big, huge, like raised stage, and that was really cool. The side room was kind of neat because it was outdoors. It was like it was a tent. And and um, if you listen to the dental hacks, we tease Paul Goodman about this like crazy because he didn't know what to expect from the tent. The tent was pretty cool. Um, it was definitely not as grand as the main room, and I don't like that. Like. My intention is to make it so that we are presenting on an equal footing if we're doing two rooms at all. We might just do one room next year. We're not even sure. We're still working it out. Um, I'm curious, too, if you guys went and you have, if you have constructive criticism um, of, you know, this is what I liked, but what this might be better. I'm cool with that. Frankly, I don't really care if you wanted vegetarian food. Here's the thing. We're going to make that an option. Uh, but there's a lot. <laughs> you could tell I'm a little bitter about the the... The criticism struck me as really petty, some of it. I don't know. I guess I guess when you open yourself up for that, you have to. But there were a lot of people that were, were upset about some stuff that strikes me as a little petty. So, uh, yeah, if you're a vegetarian, let us know in advance, and we'll make sure that that's, uh, that's part of it. But, like, there was a fair amount of criticism that struck me as kind of funny, like not so much pat on the back when, when given a chance, interestingly. Um, the thing that was interesting is my presentation, which was with uh, Stephanie Zeller, had a great time. It was Saturday morning, really fun. Um, I kind of wish more of the podcasters that were presenting would do live podcasts. Cause I, I, for one thing, I enjoyed it. But the other thing is, is I think a lot of people that are podcast listeners kind of like to see their, their podcasting people do podcasts. In other words, you know, when, uh, when you come to see Justin Moody, you almost want to see him behind a microphone cracking wise instead of, you know, doing a lecture. I don't know. He was, he was funny though. He was, he was terrific. I just, I just feel strongly about the the podcast format. Uh, I guess others do not, and we kind of left it optional that way. But I I liked I like doing the live podcast, and um, what I realized was like when I was heading there in my mind, the biggest part of it was like, oh, I got to do this presentation. I'm kind of going, I'm kind of winging it because I'm interviewing Stephanie, and I you know we we haven't really nailed down the questions real hard. And like, am I going to be in trouble? Is this going to get weird? Am I going to make it through there? And I never really worried too much about that because a lot of times I'll start podcasting without a huge, 
I'll have a general direction I want to go, knowing I'll get there. But I'd never done that in front of an audience in such a uh, an obvious way. And it went, I felt it went perfectly. I felt like it went just right. But what's funny, okay, so I, I but as presentations go, I put in the least amount of quote-unquote effort into this one with regard to, because I knew it was going to be a live podcast. It was an interview. I wasn't, this wasn't a presentation I was putting my slides together for. This was an interview. So in the same way that I don't do tons of prep for an interview for the podcast, because I kind of want it to be organic and I want it to go where it goes rather than me like controlling it completely by having it all planned out. So it is weird when you know you're going to get up in front of a group of people for a better part of an hour with not a huge plan. Um, I did have I had my list of questions that I was going to fall back on, but I also knew that once we got talking, we were going to go in whatever direction it went, and that's essentially what happened. It, it was I felt like it was a great conversation, and um, but it is weird going into a presentation having that having it not really rehearsed because it's hard to rehearse a, something you're going to interview. That was a little weird, but I now now that I've done that, I realize that that's a that totally works. You know, <laughs> it, it was great. I had such a good time doing that. I would totally do that again. Um, but the funny thing is, is like in my mind, a lot of oh, I gotta get this meeting. I had Saturday morning. I'm presenting. You know, blah blah blah. That was like the smallest part of the whole voice of dentistry experience. Like, I mean, we were we were running the meeting because we're the planners of it. We didn't have to do too much except we had to introduce speakers and stuff, but. It's like that part of it was like like the big part of it was the social aspect. The big part of it was being, you know, on for for two days straight. The big part of it was was being where you needed to be and and being able to say hello to everyone and making sure that I got time to podcast, which we did. Holy cow! This year was so much better than last year for that. Jason and I basically every break we got a chance to podcast. It was great. It was great. I love podcasting with him face to face way more than than I like podcasting over Skype. Skype's great, don't get me wrong. But there's something magic about being able to see the person you're speaking to. And I know everyone has always said this. I've I've played it down that it's not that important, partly because it's really hard. The way that I record stuff, it's very hard to do face to face recording. Uh but there's something magic about being able to see the person you're podcast. There's something real about that. You can actually I think we do pretty well, but we're less likely to to kind of step on each other's conversation. When we're when we can see each other, so oh, it's so good, so fun. Like that part was awesome. I always forget uh, how much my feet are gonna hurt. Oh my god, I'm on my you're on your feet. I, you're on your feet like a lot when you're doing this meet these meetings. I remember vividly the same thing from the midwinter, like the midwinter last two years because I've done quite a bit of interviewing, quite a bit of walking around. My feet just kill. It just like by the end of the day, you just want to put your feet up. It's it, so that. <laughs> And I was wearing I was wearing running shoes. I was wearing comfortable shoes. It's not like I was you know it's not like I was wearing high heels or something. Uh, but my feet killed. So, uh, but with all this in mind, do come next year. Like I said, it's January twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Scottsdale. That is a date that's set. Put it on your calendar. You don't have to make any moves because we don't. I don't even think we have a registration link up yet because we got to make sure we have the we have it, but we got to nail down the uh, hotel. Um, block and everything like that so but put it on your calendar and as soon as i know that there's a link to get you up there for sure we're going to do like an early bird special that's the way to get in get in get in on this thing early we've already got like 20 people that sign up we did have a if you were at the meeting we had a um a special pricing for signing up next year we had like 20 people sign up so that's a big deal like that's 
that's amazing that uh, that that happened. That's very cool. So moving on from uh, my Voices of Dentistry wrap-up stuff, besides the, the take-home message of you better come next year because it was very cool. And actually, we still have, for Dental Hacks, we still have like an episode or two of content that we created there. And what's crazy is we're going to Chicago <laughs> next week, and we're going to have a bunch of content to put together there. It's 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 nuts. We really, um, a lot of face-to-face stuff. It's It's very cool. So moving on from there, I just have to talk a little bit about like, I am lately feeling spread too thin. Uh, it is, I've, let me just preface everything that I have to complain about here, that I have gold-plated problems, to be sure. Like, in my life in the past, I've had real problems. These are not real problems. These are problems of someone who is so fortunate and so, so I should be so grateful for all the opportunities I have. But I have all kinds of uh cool opportunities and things that have come up since we started podcasting. I have a lot, a lot of people have invited Jason and myself to be at a lot of things, you know, like, like different meetings and different, you know, different places for classes and stuff like that. And I mean, all these, all these offers are amazing. Like, I just love the fact every single one of them, I would love to be there. I would love to do, I'd love to dive in and here's, here's how I could do it. If I were never married, if I'd never had kids, if I'd never had a horse farm, if I just lived in an apartment and I worked three days a week, I could totally do it. But I can't. <laughs> so I just feel so, I feel really spread thin. I don't know if you, you guys can relate to this, but I just sometimes feel like I've got so many different things that I going on and, and I, I almost can't help but give give not enough to all of them. It's very frustrating to me. And it, and, and it has so much to do with the podcast and what, what kind of opportunities the podcast has brought. So again, I'm very grateful for it. But I can tell you a couple things. A couple things that are good. First off, my family is not suffering from this. Um, these things are a distraction from my family life, but they're not a horrible distraction. And they do get, they get as much of me as they ever did. Um, my travel schedule is such that in my fantasy world, I get to travel a lot more than I really do. In the reality is I don't. I am a, I'm a homebody, and I do lots of stuff with my family. So the fact that I went to Scottsdale in January for a weekend and I'm going to go to Chicago in February for a weekend is pretty luxurious. I don't have anything specific on my plate after that. That's not to say that I won't have something. I've got, I've got other things planned, but like it's crazy how many cool invitations I've gotten for stuff and like honestly weekends on top of weekends where i could go do these things but i i just can't because because of my family and my my family life and the farm and all this stuff and and so in a way i i suffer a little bit from the fear of missing out i suffer a little bit from how much i would like to do this stuff but how much i know i really can't in my mind i'm like man if this goes on for another couple of years i'm going to be golden because what i'm going to do is i'm going to bring the boys with me <laughs> to everything and and uh, and and Deb, if she wants to come, I'll bring my wife too. But a lot of times, what it is is it isn't so much that um, Deb Deb is easy to travel with. The boys are tougher to travel with. They're all great to travel with. But what happens is when you go to a dental meeting, when you go to a dental thing, and you bring your family, that means that <laughs> Deb is stuck with the kids in Chicago, or Deb is stuck with the kids where. In other words you got to keep the kids occupied when they're seven and ten. They're they're you know they're they're kind of 
they're kind of a time suck that way. And so it's like, well, is it easier to keep them occupied at home or is it easier to keep them occupied on the road? Um, a lot of times when we travel, we'll take her mom with me or we'll take a friend of hers with me, with us or whatever, because that way it's more fun to do stuff with another adult than the boys. They're, they're a handful for two people. They're great. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, I understand what she's saying. It's like, I don't know that it would be a super fun thing unless there was a pool or something like that to uh, to bring them any place. So in Scottsdale, it would make a ton of sense because that, that resort has would be great for a family. But I understand what she's saying. When they're a little older, it'll be great because I can actually involve them. That'll be so fun. That'll be And that'll be easier, too. That's going to be part of it. But a lot of the, the, the travel that I don't do is because I just I don't want to leave her with the boys and feeding horses and doing all because it's a lot of work we've, we've put ourselves in a position where we have a lot of work we need employees and we just don't we haven't landed a lot of great employees that we can fall back on it's kind of a bummer but um i will say that because i don't do a lot of the travel that i might be able to do my family isn't suffering that's i i still have plenty of time for my family and i, I prioritize that um the practice interestingly isn't suffering and i think a lot of people can can relate to this um like I'm doing as well at the practice as I ever have. I'm not. I'm not growing like gangbusters, but I'm doing all right. Um, I think we're up. You know, 2017 was up over 2016. And what's amazing to me is that like I don't have this laser focus on the practice like like I would have maybe thought I needed to have to keep it going quite well. That's a great problem to have, by the way. You know. It's not the biggest practice. It's not the most profitable practice, but it it works well without a lot of. It doesn't take a ton of my concentration to do okay with it. My people are good. They get the job done, uh, you know. And I have I have enough work to do to keep me busy, but it's not so busy that I can't do some of this other stuff that I'm doing. So that part is great too. And I feel like the sometimes the practice suffers a little bit when I'm distracted about meeting planning or, or stuff like that. But for the most part, I, the practice I don't think is isn't suffering. But, like, I come back to the fact that I, I have this almost constant fear of missing out because of all these different opportunities that are – I don't have to say yes to every opportunity that comes up, but I kind of want to, you know. Like, in your mind, you're like, that would be great, and I, and I know that I can't or I know that it wouldn't be the right thing to do. You, can only, you can't do something all the time. Uh, when you have a family, you really, you really can't do that. So I have to understand that and, and kind of come to grips with that. But the other thing that, that is – the most mortifying, I was actually texting back and forth with, with Stephanie Zeller about this last night. Um, I Keeping track of everything, just making sure that I, I remember to do what, I'm, what I was supposed to be doing, that is overwhelming to me. And, and this is where I can lean on my, my audience here because I would love to hear, you know, how do you guys keep track of stuff? How do you, how do you, I, I haven't missed anything horribly. Like, you know, bills are getting paid when they're supposed to get paid. And, and, you know, I, I made it to the, I made it to the Cub Scout meeting and I, but, but it just seems like there's stuff that I, I just barely remember or stuff that I, stuff that I'm getting done right on time because I'm remembering it. It's, it's amazing to me. And I don't have a great system of keeping track of everything. I think that there's a certain amount of like I have, I have some pretty great ways to keep track of ideas. If you've listened to me at all, I've, I've started blogging again, and that is awesome. And I forget how much of my like creative energy that that takes. It's totally cool. It's great, but I do spend a fair amount of time thinking about it on my off time. 
well, it's the time I used to spend listening to podcasts. So, which is it's cool. I've got the time to do it, but um, I don't want to lose those ideas. So, I have a really good way to re- like record those ideas for later into Evernote. And I, I've talked about that on the podcast, but like just the actual, I need to do this call. I need to write this note. I need to email this person. I need to, I need to put this on the calendar. I need to verify that I can do this. All this, that kind of stuff. The list of st- little to dos that aren't critical but they're important to do at some point and i just i'm having a hard time keeping track of that stuff and um evernote would be a great place to do it but i almost feel like it needs to be a to-do list that gets right up in my face i'm not exactly sure one of the things that that i'm very excited about and is clearly going to take a lot of my concentration is we are going to launch relaunch kind of revamp the the website for dentalhacks.com. Right now, dentalhacks.com is the place where you can go to see the show notes for the dental hacks. And we've been, I'm, basically, we've had that that URL forever. And, and it's it, right now, the only thing that's there is post the show notes. And we get a decent amount of traffic because a lot of times people want to link to see what's going on there. But that's all that's there. There aren't any articles. There are not any, you know, videos. Jason and I are, are having um, some web designers work on it. And what we're going to turn it into is something completely different. Very exciting. Like we've already got our our kind of team starting to come together on um it's going to be articles. It's going to be like it's going to be essentially like a Huffington Post or or reason.com or whatever. It's going to be like a uh, a news site. It's going to be so great. We're going to have content daily. We're going to have video. We're going to have, you know, articles. It's going to be fantastic. And we have such good people. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. I'm not going to I'm not going to spill it too much, but so dentalhacks.com has a lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, and I am putting myself right now in the editor-in-chief position, which is awesome. I love that. I don't really know that I have the time to do that, but I want to. Like, I want to do that kind of more than I want to do a lot of other things that I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel like it's sort of it's sort of where I want to be, definitely. I, I, love, I love that position. I love the... There's going to be it's going to be some controlled chaos, but on the on the back side of it, the front side of it's going to look so cool. We're so excited! Our designers are really good, and it's it's going to look terrific. I'm very excited about it. But I better get my organization game down because <laughs> I'm going to be. I mean, I'm complaining about you know being overwhelmed by stuff now. Start basically putting together your own um, <laughs> your own magazine, and uh, the stuff is going to be overwhelming. So I would love to hear uh, any feedback you guys might have um basically what are what are your best ways of keeping track of the important stuff that my my goals are easy to create the to do or easy to create the list or easy to and 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 a really good way to remind myself at the right time in other words it's got to email me or text me or something like that because the worst part is i can even ignore the stuff when i know that i i was supposed to have emailed myself this stuff it's crazy it's i I don't know. I I'm a I'm a certain breed of sick. I think I I just have a hard time with that. It's it's almost like I've got all the responsibilities and cool things I've ever wanted, and now I'm sort of like, why did I want this? It is it is definitely um I'm a little sick that way. You know, we've created this really we've created this cool podcast. We've created this all all this great community and stuff, and then I'm sort of like, eh, which is a little sad. I and I probably I've got a little bit of burnout, and that's okay. I'm doing all right with it, but I just thought I would. I reach out and see what you guys think about what, what's your best way to keep track of stuff. You know, the, and it isn't anything like 
you know, we're not talking about, I'm not rewriting the Constitution here. I'm just talking about making sure I don't forget to pick up milk on the way home versus, or, you know, oh, I was going to write that article by X time or, or uh, I need to, I need to reach out and make a phone call to this person, that sort of thing. A classic thing. So, like, how much good stuff can, can come to one person? I'm going to Chicago this uh, uh, next week, like I said, with Jason. And we talked with the guys at Premier at, at Voice of Dentistry because they were, they were one of the sponsors of Voice of Dentistry and they sponsored the show, uh, the Dental Hacks. And um, they're going to, like, carve out a little piece of their booth for a certain amount of time during the Chicago midwinter for us to podcast there. And, like, they're apparently they're going to, like, put a banner up and everything. So Jason and I have a little spot at their booth now, which is cool because last time uh, we were sort of having a hard time finding a place to to podcast on-site, which is okay, too. It's fine, but but it's like uh, on-site is nice. Having a place to leave your stuff is fine, and I'm definitely going to go with the mobile rig and, and talk to people, but we're going to have a spot. Well, so lo and behold, I get an email from BioClear, and BioClear has a much bigger booth this year. I have to say... If you you need to go by Premier, uh, they I don't know what they're releasing new, but they're a big enough company. They're probably going to roll something out cool in Chicago, but you can also see a lot of their stuff hands on. Go see how they use Traxident and go see go see some of the you know some of the cool stuff. Go check out the Comfort View. I don't think they're going to let you take a selfie of it like on Voice of Dentistry. That might just be a Voice of Dentistry thing, but go check out Premier. But BioClear is literally going to have both their main. Uh, instructors, Dr. Clark and Dr. Kim, are going to be there doing hands-on. They have a much bigger booth than they normally have. And they've got a little corner uh, set aside for Jason and I there to podcast as well. So we are literally going to be splitting time between BioClear and Premier. Like, okay, I have these amazing things. Like, who, whoever in the world, you know, two years ago would I have believed that there's two, you know, companies that literally want us to be in their booth podcasting during the Chicago Midwinter. It's like a dream come true. I've been going to this meeting since I was a kid. And lo and behold, like I, people want us there to to be doing what we do. It's super cool. Like it's like a dream come true. Uh, so I can't really complain about this stuff. It's just I, I quite literally, I it's it's just having like what I want to do is I want to put together a schedule. So we'll be at certain places at certain times. So listeners that may want to come by and say hello could see us where we're there. And and I'm uh, trying to coordinate. BioClear and Premier and where Jason's going to be and where I'm going to be and, and who if we can get some people to interview. And, and of course, all of it's going to fall in place. It will all be awesome, but like I'm overwhelmed and I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to go about it. And, and it always does seem to work out, but it's, it's like uh, part of me is like, how do I keep track of it? Part of me wishes that I had my own little someone to do that for me, but I'm not important enough to have a, a personal, a, a personal, you know, planner. I just, I just, I don't feel like we have enough stuff that would make sense, but uh, really, really grateful for, for everything. I mean, I'm I'm grateful if you've made it this far in this stupid podcast. I'm grateful you hung in with me this far, and um, I guess I'm just gonna say thank you for listening. If uh, if you guys would like to join the Alan Me Experience Facebook group, you haven't yet. I'm still using the uh, the keyword or the password is still Premier. Um, all you have to do is look up on Facebook, the Alameda Experience, and uh, ask for an invite. Use the word, the password premiere. We let you in. Great group, small group. We have a good time. I've I've been sort of neglecting them because I think the post-VOD hangover is finally wearing off. But uh, um, really grateful you guys are here. I'm going to try and start getting some regular guests back in here. I know I've been going back and forth with, with guests. I've got some lined up. We'll try and make this uh, a little bit more like like it used to be with more guests and less just plain old Al. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, really, 
really enjoying the ride at this point. I'm glad you're with me to to hear uh, to hear my my gold plated problems. And uh, let's talk again real soon. Questions or comments for me? Why don't you email me at uh, Alan at the Alan Meat Experience.com. That's A-L-A-N, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much for listening.